Conscient Podcast episode. Well, yesterday I actually said it was the wrong episode. It was, I said it was 70, but it actually should have been 69. So I'm going to call this one 69 and the next one will be 70. <laughs> Good morning. It's 4.56 on Tuesday, rather Wednesday, uh, September 29th. And I'm about to go for something I've never done before, a sound walk in the dark. It's um, dark up. And uh, I wanted to share with you this experience of walking in the dark, see, see what happens. So welcome. I'm leaving the cabin. And of course, if, well, you've been hearing things since I turned on the recording, but my awareness is just sort of opening now, and the clack of that door was quite lovely. And the steps, the wood steps. And here at the cottage is always a background sound of, um, of the river, but also uh, the wind usually in the white pines creates a kind of beautiful whistling sound. So we're going to walk, we're going to walk, I'm going to walk, hopefully you're there with me, uh, towards the river. Um, and just listen. Just enough light for me to see where I'm going, but there's lots of crevices and stones here, so I'll just be careful. Yeah, so why am I doing this? Well, I, I just woke up and I had a few thoughts, and I thought they were shareable thoughts as opposed to personal thoughts. So, uh, one of them was about this idea of first take the first tape recording, which is kind of a metaphor for being in the moment, you know. Um, and I, I kind of like that idea of not doing things again, doing the best you can in that particular moment and, and then moving on. And so these recordings of season three have been all first takes and some of them quite spontaneous. Some others planned. I had a conversation in episode 68 with Andrew Davies that was wonderful in that yurt. And now, well, 69, which precedes 70 that I recorded yesterday, it's a bit complicated, is um, a bit of a turning point, I think, as the sun rises here. I'm... Uh, thinking about not thinking. That's what I'm doing. It's a long story, but I won't get into that. It's, that's the personal side, but the shareable side is that those of you who have been following this podcast 
have heard me in different ways talk about things that I care about and some of my anxieties and this and that. And I realize sometimes it's a bit much. And once in a while, I kind of tune into something or I'm able to share something useful, and so, especially with all the guests that I've had. They've been so wonderful and generous and fascinating. I've learned a lot. And in fact, that's what this is about. I started it when it was in January 2020. It was what I called a learning journey. So in a way, it's, it's just a way to share what I'm learning, what I've called a few times my re-education. I think I'm getting somewhere now and letting go old patterns and literally uh, changing the way that I see the world. Just yesterday I was thinking about how wonderful it would be if we could acknowledge the source of everything that we have at this recorder. Where, where did the minerals come from? Where, who, who made it? Where the, were people exploited? How it would be the fair price? What would be the impact of creating such a tool? Useful tool, but we don't do that. We just blindly build and throw away and and that's that's our that will be our it's a word I'm looking for, our fate, but it's more the tragedy of of what how we've chose how we, some of us, have chosen to live. And I I said yesterday in the episode seventy when I did a little poem, um it's not too late, but it's in many ways it's over this this way of living. It's totally unsustainable and totally insane. And and I've been struggling with that because I'm a very privileged person. Look at me here. I'm a beautiful cottage. I have time to think and do things. I have food, security. These are the most love, family. I have all these things that are so precious in life and so many people don't have access to them. A big part of my education is not just being aware of that, but um, owning it and changing the way that I live so that it is more aligned with a connection to others and sharing of all kinds of things, thoughts, resources, and and that's the way many people live. They, they don't think twice about themselves, they just live in harmony with others. And I've, had, I've struggled with that. I'm quite selfish, I realize. So, trying to change that. So here we are at the river, beautiful, beautiful river. You don't see it. I can hardly see it. There's stones somewhere in front of me. The sun is rising now. It's about five now. Beautiful, beautiful river. <clears> this <throat> changes every time. Because it's uh, lo lower volume right now. You've heard it in previous recordings. Let's listen to it.
continue the sound walk now. For those of you who are less familiar, sound walking is, I think it's an art form. Um, that you, usually with others, but you can do it on your own. Listen deeply to everything around you and observe and sometimes interact with the environment. And Hildegard Westerkamp talked about it a little bit in episode 22. Well, maybe I'll play a bit of it now. You can hear. And so I'm interested to know, for instance, in, around sound walking, you've, you've recorded them and you, you use them um, as, as stimulants or as, as proposals to, to people. Um, what, what does that bring uh, the person experiencing it? Like is, is it? What is your intention when you create a work of, say, a sound walk piece or a, an a electroacoustic composition with soundscapes? What, what are you hoping will happen in, in the experience of the listener? I would like them to experience what I did. Mm -hmm. uh, the the microphone. Um, when you first experience listening to what the microphone hears, it's very different to what the ear hears. And when you hear that over your headphones into your own ears, um, there is a wake-up call there, and it's inspirational. And um, when I uh, first began the sound walking radio program here in Vancouver, which is now a long time ago, in 79. Um, I was very interested in letting the microphone guide me through the environment. And uh, my own listening to what the microphone was picking up was then leading me through the city that, um, you know, was Yes, I had lived in it for 10 years already, but I was still somewhere an immigrant. And um, it uh, empowered me, actually, to walk into places that I wouldn't have w walked into with just my ears, just a person. So the technology, and maybe because I am a woman, uh, the technology gave me a sense of empowerment. Uh, so, you know, I would walk into all sorts of spaces and um, sometimes I was asked what I was doing and, you know, was I had to get it permission perhaps or not. But, you know, I, it, it, for me it was a, a way into uh, even the wilderness too. Um, I think I've always felt that this wonder at what you hear when you really listen and the surprises that you're met with, uh, or the surprises that you, you get from what you're recording. And because we, in daily life, we're often preoccupied, and we don't always listen, the, the microphone gives you the opportunity to just specialize in listening. And sound walks without microphones can do the same thing. Mm -hmm. You have to just have the intent of that listening. Having always been a very busy and restless person, the microphone kind of allowed me to settle into that listening. And eventually, I really didn't want the microphone that much anymore because I felt a separation between that very private listening inside the soundscape, but you were at the same time cut off from your social environment by doing that. 
I really, after a while, wanted to get rid of the microphones and then just really engage in that listening as if my ears were a microphone. Yeah, so the idea of sound walking is to notice the environment and to let the ears and the rest of your body tune into um, the act of walking, which of course is motion, and all of the all of the things that happen when when you move, um, because the sounds move, you make sound, and the, the sounds change. Of course, and right now I'm walking away from the river, and you can hear it slowly decrease and steps, and that's maybe interesting to listen to in a recording, but it's actually more interesting to experience. So I encourage you to to sound walk and to enjoy that practice. It's, I guess, a type of meditation. It certainly is an activity that connects, helps connect to where you are and what's going on. And it often, for me anyway, reveals information about space and the absence of sound and all kinds of things that are useful to know in life. And it's fun. There's no bird song yet. The sun's just getting up. I'm going to go up a hill. It's pretty bumpy, so we'll see if I stumble or not. Yeah, so this podcast is unfolding. You know, there's when I when I did season two, it was very intense. I talked a bit about this in the opening of this uh, season, the episode when I was on the kayak, and how uh, I was just obsessed with gathering knowledge about art and the climate emergency, and I. I had a energy that I haven't had since then that so driven I needed to hear and share the knowledge that I thought would be useful for artists in those 41 conversations I I listened back to them and I learned so much and when I did the case study piece which I just published recently it was a way for me to to absorb more of it, because it's hard to absorb 30 hours of conversations, all those, I hardly see where I'm going here. Um, all those wonderful people and the things that they said, en français et en anglais, uh, just such a privilege to have access to those minds and have the stories and voices re- remain alive somehow through the recordings and so thankful that Riel, Clara and Sabrina agreed to be characters in that little radio play. Uh, and I hope I hope it's useful. It's, the idea was to have some hope for the future from the future looking back on the year 2021 as an important year and I I think it is. There's 
uh, I would say, mobilization in the arts community in Canada. And Canada is an important country because we are one of the most um, energy-consuming countries in the world. Well, it's in part because of our climate, but it's also a lifestyle that we've developed of essentially wasting energy and not being, you know, responsible with the resources that we have. We exploit them, yes, short-term gain, but uh, we have to reckon with all of that. It's our responsibility. Interestingly, tomorrow is the first National Reconciliation and Day of Remembrance for the residential school system and that tragedy, that genocide, attempted genocide. So, yeah, there, there's a lot to not just think about, but to do, to do do differently and to break out of old patterns. And that's what I'm trying to do now, is just let go of old patterns. All these needs and emotions and grasping for this and that, just let it all go. And live in this moment. best I can. And I hope that's somehow useful to the listener. Maybe you've experienced something like that. So now I'm up on the road and the sun is rising. I don't know all the time. In fact, I run out of data on my phone, so interestingly I couldn't check the weather this morning, but all one needs to do to check the weather is to pop your head outside, right? Feel the weather. Feel the the moment that we're in as opposed to having a machine tell us. So there's... Now, what are we here? Hmm. hear very distant howling, like wolves there, some kind of animal, very, very faint, I don't think you hear it. I would say it's genuinely quiet here. Hear the hum of electricity. Mm-hmm. Very faint. But otherwise, it's mostly the distant river and virtually no wind.
I did an episode in season two based on a, a text by John Cage about boredom and listening to something four times, eight times, 16 times, I can't remember exactly, but uh, I recorded it spontaneously. I put it in the podcast list, but I didn't make it and I didn't announce it. I just put it there as a secret episode. So I'll play it now because it's, you don't know it exists. <laughs> but there's something about John Cage. I came so close to meeting him in the early 80s when I was at the Banff Center. He was going to be a guest there and he passed away right before then. I'm sad not to have ever met him, but he's influenced the arts tremendously in all kinds of ways as a composer, a philosopher, a writer, a thinker. Um, anyway, let's listen to this. This is a special edition of the Conscient Podcast called Don't Listen to This Episode. The idea came to me while biking. I thought, what if I stated over and over, that people need to wake up to the reality of the climate emergency. You know, with my slow, conscient podcast voice, people need to wake up to the reality of the climate emergency. But it it would be pointless because people already know that they need to wake up to the reality of the climate emergency. Repeating it over and over is actually counterproductive and boring. People would probably just tune out and all that would be left are these words that have no value whatsoever. But then I thought, on the other hand, what was it that John Cage once said? If something is boring after two minutes, try it for four. If still boring, then eight, then sixteen, then thirty-two. Eventually, one discovers that it is not boring at all. The idea came to me while biking. I thought, what if I stated over and over, that people need to wake up to the reality of the climate emergency. You know, with my slow, conscient podcast voice. So, continuing the sound walk, we're almost back at the cabin, and I need to do my morning meditation soon. So I will wrap this up by going into the forest. There's just enough light to 
see where I'm going, and then we'll, we'll end episode 69, which is a sound walk in the dark. At least it started in the dark, but now it's becoming a, a dawn sound walk. The fall is an interesting time because it's that transition towards winter and I can feel the temperature changing every day and it feels it feels good because it's it's an it's a strong sensation just like the heat, you know, the cold is also wonderful. It has all kinds of Well, benefits the earth needs to cool and to heat and the cycles and so there, there is no good or bad weather in that sense. There's only weather. There's only the passing of time. Uh, try not to judge, you know, whether it's good or bad. It's, it's there. It's exciting. Beautiful. Yeah, so we're going to go into the forest and the thing about this forest is that it's so... Uh, gorgeous in the light. It has uh, this, such a beautiful mix of trees of hemlock and cedar and maple and it's actually going to be quite tricky. Oops, there we go. It's darker than I thought. Of course it's darker in the forest than it is out in the road, isn't it? So I'm literally going to stumble my way into the dark forest here and hopefully not fall but if I do fall well that's part of the experience isn't it so this is this is what I thought when I got up this morning what would it be like to be without the sense of sight and relying on um, ooh, on um, feeling there's touch, as I'm touching a tree here. And, uh, <laughs> and now I'm feeling my way with my feet. But I can't, literally can't see much of anything. But you can hear me stumbling. And, oh, that's interesting. And, you know, metaphorically, life is often like this. We have new experiences that we really have to feel our way through it. We can't see where we're going, but we somehow know that it's going to be okay. Gently move forward and respond to what we're experiencing. things with this piece of land is that it's on a hill so you can feel gravity and <laughs> the pull towards downwards is this interesting sensation it's like I'm dancing with the mountain it's pulling me downwards and just try to be a good dance partner. 
I was in the forest, this forest yesterday, cutting some dead wood and for the fireplace and I did a little, took a moment of, of thanks for the forest and all of that it does for us and I try to do that now whenever I can to be thankful for everything we have and as I mentioned earlier the idea of knowing where things come from and, and allowing that knowledge to inform choices and of course it's so hard you know I came here with a car and reliant on the electricity and all these things but everything comes from somewhere and if there's any chance of our survival it will be when we change, fundamentally change, our relationship to our relations to everything. And this is where indigenous knowledge just makes so much sense to me. I'm so appreciative of everything that is offered to us from you know, older forms of wisdom have always been true and are all the more important as we try to work our way through this period of life when we are on the precipice of collapse and maybe that collapse is inevitable. I think about it every day and I sometimes think art can, can help, you know. I know it can. In fact, there's so much power, not just in art, but in... Because art's a construct, it's something we've invented. But what we do when we connect, I'll say with nature, but I'd say with life, and then our creativity and our, our nature, our, the way our spirit, let's call it, um, does its work. Yeah, and we call it art, but really it's, it's just who we are. And when we don't get distracted by all these things that are... Oh, I'm babbling. I will stop. I'm trying to find my way down this beautiful forest and I'm doing okay we're gonna get there so thanks for sharing this or sharing for listening uh, to this rather strange episode I'm gonna sit down here for a sec it's a rather strange episode of the conscient podcast it's stream of consciousness. Donc une réflexion euh, non réfléchie, <laughs> instinctive. Je ne sais pas ce que ça donne, mais euh, je vous l'offre pour ceux qui, euh, qui sont là. Yeah, so I'll, I'll get back up and try to make my way. I can see the cabin there. 
almost need to crawl my way out here. All right, so what's coming up in future episodes of the podcast will be um, short conversations, uh, recordings of um, exchanges with people, spontaneous, some plans, some spontaneous. But, but the idea is to, for it to truly be um, a learning journey. So when I have something that I think is useful to share, then I'll do it. And it'll always be first take. There, there is no second take in this season. Um, and I hope it will evolve. Like I'm feeling this sense of, uh, uh, like I said earlier, letting go of myself, certain habits, certain needs, and I want to continue down that path with as much awareness and sensitivity to others as possible because there's so much need for us to help each other and to prepare the way for future generations. There's an upcoming episode. I don't know what number it will be because I haven't finished the research, but it's um, inspired by a talk that Dr. Dan Longboat gave at the Green Sessions on September 22nd, um, where he talked about uh, something that Oren Lyons said. I think that's his name. Um, uh, I think there are four words that are value, change value for survival. That's it. <laughs> so powerful. Change value for survival. Our value change for survival. I can't remember which and what order they are, but I'm going to do an episode about that because that's what it's about now, I think, is changing our values or else we won't survive. It's that simple. And so there'll be episodes like that where things I've read, people I want to talk to, and, and I'll try to keep them short so that in your, if you listen, in your busy life, it will be a moment of reflection or hopefully of discovery, of learning, of something. I keep coming back to the term useful, but I guess what I mean is relevant. So I'm back at the cabin now. The river is louder. Coming closer to the source. And I'll go back in the cabin and end this... Uh, the sound walk. You see right there, the, sh- the sound shifted because I've come behind the cabin, so the, the rather strong sound of the river is muffled by the cabin. I've always noticed that when I uh, move around here. So I'll go back up the stairs. Uh, it was about, I don't know, 
half an hour ago I started this walk. I feel still pretty dark though. The sun doesn't rise for, fully rise for a while, but it certainly, there certainly is more light. Ah, uh, now we're back in the cabin. And that's, yeah. Yeah, so thanks for listening, and uh, see you next time.